It's that time, the Betting Partners Podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the football guru, football fanatic, Uncle Dave in the house. You guys can find Uncle Dave on X at Dave underscore Essler. Also have NFL professional better here, Steve Reeder, on the podcast. You guys can get him on X as well at Avoid the Vig. Make sure you guys check us out at thebettingpredators.com and on the best sports betting information site on the web pregame.com. All right, guys, here we go. NFL playoffs, divisional round. Uh, last week, Wild Card weekend. Not a bad weekend for this podcast. Going to go ahead try to go ahead and have a really nice podcast for you guys this week. Only four games. Uh, the teams that were on a bye, both of those teams are going to play Saturday. Then we're going to go ahead. We're going to start it out with the first game on Saturday with the Texans at the Ravens. Current line on this one, Ravens minus 9.5. Total 43.5. Steve, going to go ahead and kick it to you first. Texans, Ravens, what do you got? Yeah, I did pretty well last week with uh, my plays and my opinions. So most of it came to fruition with the exception, I think, of the Houston Texans. Uh, they are – I haven't really been right on them all year, and I was really surprised not only that they won, but they won as handedly as they did. Um, I, I think some of that may have been because Joe Flacco finally came da- down to earth and, and we realized what he really was and he's not an elite quarterback. Maybe he never was an elite quarterback, but he certainly didn't perform that way this past weekend. Um, you know, the Texans look great. Uh, you know, they won by 31 points, um, but I'm, I still have question marks and, and maybe it, it's it, it's just banging my head up against the wall, but this is still a rookie quarterback. It's still a first time coach. Uh, coming into the playoffs, and yes, they got their first win last week, uh, but they were at home, and they were against Joe Flacco, and I, this is a an absolute major step up in class for them. They're they're the number two team in my power ratings. Uh, th- this is a team that uh, you know has a bye week that has playoff experiences, and I think a lot of pundits would, would kind of point to Lamar Jackson's ineffectiveness in the playoffs and his propensity kind of makes uh, those mistakes that he doesn't tend to make in the regular season. But, you know, it's a small sample size. And this is a quarterback that has been an MVP candidate won the MVP award is going to win another one here. And I think that when you, you look at the totality of this team from the coaching staff to the quarterback, uh, to their playmakers, they're just built for this. It, it, it's not going to be nice weather. They perform better at, in, in the cold. Houston is an indoors team. CJ Stroud has a, a propensity, even in college, to, to perform very poorly in wind games and cold weather games. And this is the type of an environment that I think might be a little bit overwhelming for him, um, you know, going away from home, going into Baltimore. Uh, you know, it's a big spread, though. When you really look at that, you're, you're laying almost 10 points. And for a, a team, specifically with C.J. Stroud, that has been able to get backdoor covers and put points up throughout the course of the game, even when they are trailing to find success through that passing game, um, you know, are they going to be able to cover that? And, and that's really the question here because Baltimore, to me, is winning this game. And, you know, there was – this was was down to nine. In fact, there's there's a nine on the board right now. Um, ticked up a little bit to nine and a half here. But a seven-point teaser, I know it's expensive and it's minus 140. But I, there's multiple options this week, uh, you know, with, with San Fran and, and the Kansas City Chiefs that I think that are eligible here. Um, I, I think if you tease it down under three, it's, it's not sexy. It's laying a lot of points here, uh, laying a lot of vig for that. I, I think it, it's it's going to come home. I mean, Baltimore is going to win this game. It's just by how much. And I am nervous. I'm very nervous about the C.J. Stroud in the second half of this game. Um, if anything, I, I would look Baltimore in the first half. Uh, otherwise, for me, I'm going to tease it down. Um, I don't think it gets to 10. So if you want to wait to see if you get a six and a half point teaser, I, I think patience is going to be rewarded in this one. 
All right. So it sounds like Steve kind of like in Baltimore there, possibly a teaser pick. How about you, Uncle Dave? How are you feeling about the Texans and Ravens? You look at this line at, at, at anywhere between nine and, you know, Heritage has still got a 10 up. But, you know, you have to ask yourself if this were a regular season game and the Ravens hadn't sort of hit a stride the last few weeks of the regular season, what would this line be? And it would not be nine and a half. It may be a touchdown. So to me, the value is with Houston. But, you know, I, I'm kind of like Steve. I'm leery. Um, I wasn't Larry. I took him last week. Uh, I still think that, uh, you know, Baltimore, I don't think, I don't think they can sustain that level of play forever. I think they're the best team in the AFC, but I think they're beatable. And, you know, Stroud's already played there once. I know it wasn't as cold and as windy as it's going to be, but he's already played there. But, you know, I'm going to go away from the side. You know, that total's dropped significantly, but I can still get a 21 and a half if I take the under for the first half because I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I don't think Stroud's going to come out and do what he did uh, early on. I, I do like Steve uh, worry about the second half and the second half of playoff teams when one team might be down more than one score and, and we get kind of the prevent defense and the, the hurry up offense and you get a, a score, score and a half, sometimes two. And so I worry about anything for the full game here, but I 21 and a half, that means somebody's going to get into the end zone three times. And then some, you know, there's only going to be five and a half possessions. Uh, I don't see it. So I'm going to go with the first half under. All right. So uncle Dave with a first half under, I don't want to disagree with really anything that you guys said. I kind of lean there to the under there, uncle Dave kind of lean to Houston getting a nine and a half, but I could also see myself going ahead and teasing Baltimore down. So um, it's, it's just, it's a tough game for me. You got to go all the way back to week one. And these teams were pretty much looking the same. I don't believe Mark Andrews played in that game for Baltimore. Uh, they only scored 34 points in that game. And I think that Houston, it, it looked like they played with absolutely no pressure on them last week. And that was one of the reasons why I liked them at home. And like I said, I thought the story of that game with Cleveland and Houston was going to be Joe Flacco, and that pretty much turned out to be the case. And I think the story in this game is going to be Lamar Jackson. Can Lamar Jackson go out there and be Superman? Because that's how the Baltimore Ravens win games. He has to go out there, uh, operate that offense. He has to go ahead and complete throws and go ahead and use his legs. And I just, for some reason, I don't know why, I feel like the Baltimore offense doesn't support the the great record that they have. I just that's just the way that I feel. I feel the stronger the offense that this team has to play, the more uh, I guess closer to the vest they're going to play it. So I see Baltimore kind of playing maybe a little close to the vest, really relying on coaching, really relying on Lamar to go out there and make things happen, but not playing kind of like wide open football like we've seen in the past. And I think that even though Houston, they, they didn't look like they were uh, intimidated at all by the bright lights of last week, I think now they, they, they kind of are a little intimidated. I have Baltimore's home field as like the best in the league. I think it's a full three points. I know there's pros out there that don't think that any of the home fields are worth three points, but 
to me, Baltimore is. It's just not a fun place to play. It's not a fun place to travel to. Uh, you know, getting there and getting to the hotel, it's a real pain in the ass. But um, I, I think that Houston plays this one a little close to the vest. So I'll go ahead. I'll play the game under. But I do like the under 21 and a half there, Uncle Dave. Um, and, and it's hard for me to argue taking nine points, and it's hard for me to argue not teasing Baltimore down. So uh, I guess it would be the under first and then probably tease Baltimore down and then take Houston plus the nine. So you're not going to get much from me on the side with that game. But uh, that should be a pretty good one. Uh, as far as weather, have you heard anything about weather there, Uncle Dave? Um, I think it's supposed to be in the upper 20s. Of course, it's a late start, so it's going to drop fast. And, you know, moderate winds, 15 to 20. So, uh, you know, one would think that would definitely the wind affect Houston a little bit more than Baltimore. You know, but part of me wonders, you know, is is Houston just going to sit back and let Lamar Jackson run? I doubt it. Um, you know, I think they'll make them beat him through the air. So that would kind of lead me to the under. And, as far as teasing them, you know, I've got burned so many times teasing favorites down. I'll tease. I would tease Houston up to fifteen and a half or sixteen. I don't. I don't. You know, Baltimore. You got to remember, the winner plays again next week. I mean, they don't need style points. You know, they just want to win. So, I. I would. I would tease the other way just for. You know, let me just. Let me just argue the other way. I don't. I don't disagree with teasing them down. It's just not been. Not, I mean, if, if Baltimore were favored by 16 and a half, or would you take it? Of course you would. You'd take Houston. So I would I would go that route, and, and that wind is kind of the, the main reason I think this total is dropping. And I think I think Houston, again, I think they'll they'll put two spies on Jackson and, and, and make him uh, throw the ball to beat him. And I don't think he can, so I'm with you, Sleepy. If a gun to my head, I'm taking the points. It's funny, too, because I was actually thinking the same thing also there, Uncle Dave. Teasing up both of the teams getting nine and a half points probably isn't a bad option as well. So, uh, yeah, total for me. Uh, as far as the weather, we'll, we'll go ahead and see. Doesn't look like there's any real major injuries here for Houston. Let's go ahead. Let's jump into our next game here. We have the Packers at the 49ers. Uh, another nine and a half. 49ers favored by nine and a half. We have a total of 50 and a half. Uncle Dave kicking it to you first. Packers, 49ers. What do you think? Yeah, Sleepy, we talked earlier. You already know what I'm going to do here. I, I bet the Packers plus six and a half in the first half. And, you know, part of it is a math problem. You know, if I were to take the Packers for the full game, which there's no way I would lay 10 points or nine and a half, I'd be getting 19% of the projected points. If I take them in the first half, I'm getting over 26% of the projected 24 and a half points. And, you know, Shanahan said, and, and Lodge been made of it too much, actually, that oh, we started prepping for the Packers in the second quarter of their game against Dallas. Well, first off, they were prepping for both teams prior to that. And so what does he have, like a two-hour head start now? Big deal. I mean, you know, the Niners haven't played a meaningful game in three weeks and didn't play last week. If there's going to be rust, I don't know that there will. It's going to be early. Um, if there's, even if there's not rust, the, you know, the Packers are, are second behind Houston in first-half points in the last three games, which surprised me. Uh, and over the course of the season – the, the Packers are the, are the third highest first-half scoring team on the road. Um, that surprised me. And over the last three games, the Packers are only allowing five-and-a-half first-half points per game. Uh, you know, in the season, uh, they were at 10th at, at in first-half points, just under 10. So, you know, on the road this season, they're, they're fourth in first-half points allowed. So, you know, Lambeau hasn't been the, 
the stat building venue, uh, you know, I know what the season long matchup stats might say. Um, and those same stats said that the Cowboys would be playing this game, not the Packers. Um, so they're not, and I'm betting the Packers uh, plus six and a half in the first half. All right, Uncle Dave, going to go ahead, back my Packers there in the first half. Happy to hear that. Let's see what Steve thinks on this one. Packers 49ers, Steve, what do you think? You know, I think this sets up, I'm not really a same game parlay kind of of a better, and I, I certainly don't dabble in it much, but, you know, based upon what Dave has said and some of the um, research that I was looking into, I, I think it does set up nicely for this one. You know, Green Bay last week uh, was pretty dominant, and their dominance on, specifically on offense uh, was based upon their ability to run the ball. I mean, if you take a look at it, Jones, 21 carries for 118 yards and three touchdowns, and that sets up nicely for Jordan Love. You know, he was 16 for 21, 272 yards, three touchdowns, QBR of 99, QB rating of 157. You know, you can't get much more efficient than those stats there, but his success really is based upon Aaron Jones' ability to run the ball. And I think that you've seen him with when he's coming back into it, he's been healthier as the season has progressed here, and that's also coincides with the Packers doing better and, and certainly Jordan Love finding more success through the passing game as well. So if Green Bay can stay in this game. If they can keep the ball on the ground, they're probably going to have success because San Francisco is a top 10, uh, top five defense overall, but they're significantly better against the pass than they are against the run. So if, if the Packers can keep it close, if their defense can slow down the San Francisco's offense, uh, it should allow the Green Bay to run the ball, which should open up opportunities for Jordan Love on that play action um, if they can keep the game close. So looking at the first half plus a six and a half for the Packers, maybe an under, maybe Aaron Jones over uh, rush attempts, over rushing yards, those kind of things compounded down. I don't even know what the number would be, but this is just – Literally how I might attack this game if I didn't have a definitive opinion on the side. And when you when you talk about this, nine and a half, it's very expensive. Um, truth be told, I think that there's, there's probably some value in San Francisco point total over. I don't think Green Bay's defense is good. It's been very poor all, all year long. Um, I, I did bet Dallas over a small amount of this past week on their team total. It did not get home. And I'm curious, uh, I'd be surprised, let me say this, I'd be surprised if San Francisco, with extra time to prepare, uh, with their offense, which is arguably the best in the league, going against that Green Bay defense, I, I think that there's some points to be had there. So two different ways to look at it. I do think San Francisco does have success on offense. Um, but if you want a, a different angle of it and you think that Green Bay is going to keep it close, I think that same game parlay, there's a lot of different avenues you can kind of piece things together and try to find value. And, and for me, like I said, I, I don't specialize in this, but I found most success at FanDuel with some of their um, their numbers. They seem to have the best odds there. All right, there you guys go. A lot of stuff to consider there. Uh, with Steve, with that one, I did not think Green Bay was even going to be here. So I'm I'm very, very surprised that my Packers ended up winning there. And, and the way that they won that game was even more surprising. I mean, they went out there. They absolutely blew the doors off the Cowboys. That game was not close, uh, maybe for like, you know, the first couple minutes of the game. But outside of that, Green Bay really beat up Dallas. And I think that when you win in, in an emotional way, that there could be a letdown factor. And that's something that we don't really talk about in the playoffs. Like motivation kind of gets certain motivations kind of get sucked out of the handicap. But I, I think that, um, that we don't have to worry about that with green Bay. I think that 
they kind of knew that they were the better team probably like midway through the second quarter. And they, they just, they probably thought to themselves, we just can't have a, you know, a monumental collapse here and we'll probably come away with this game. So I don't think there's a letdown here for Green Bay, but I do kind of feel that San Fran really hasn't played a meaningful game in a while. And like Uncle Dave was saying, or Steve, one of you guys said it, you know, that Russ could be a little bit of an issue. And I was kind of thinking the same thing here with San Fran, that maybe the game starts out slow. I actually think the first half under might have a little bit of value to it. I don't know. It just seems like Green Bay, and one of the announcers said it, like you're just you're you're too young and dumb and you don't know any better and sometimes you just go out there and you and you just you just play football and i think green bay has grown a ton over the last like 6 7 weeks of the season um their wide receiver core has gotten really good and they're really really fast and if you attack san francisco you have to go ahead you have to do it through the air so i would probably go ahead and take a look maybe at jordan love going ahead going over his passing yards uh, currently, right now, his passing yards are 248 and a half. Uh, I know a lot of people might not want to do that against San Francisco, but I think San Francisco, and that's one of the things that they try to get you to do is go ahead and run against them, and then you're going to end up in second and long and third and long before you know it, you're putting the ball to them. So I think Green Bay takes a little bit of an aggressive approach probably on first down, and I think we see probably Jordan Love end up having a half-decent game. I would actually look maybe – like Steve was saying, like, you know, uh, same game parlay, maybe like a little bit of a correlated parlay would we play Jordan Love over and maybe we take a look at Aaron Jones under. And I would probably go ahead and, and use the Aaron Jones rushing and receiving uh, under maybe in that one. As far as the, the side goes, I don't know. I kind of just think that maybe Green Bay's on this weird, weird run and they're just playing their best football right now. You know, we talked about this last week in the Tampa Bay and Philly game. When you go into the playoffs and you're playing your worst football, things generally don't work all that work out all that well. And we saw that with Green Bay, and we saw that with the Eagles last week. They got absolutely demolished, and we saw Green Bay playing their best football going into the playoffs, and they beat a team in Dallas who, you know, was seven seven and a half point favorite. So I'll ride the hot hand here with Green Bay. I'll take the nine and a half. Uh, obviously, it's scary. It's my team. I really haven't been on Green Bay all year. I've been down on them. But after watching the game last week, there's a lot of encouraging signs, you know, for Green Bay going into this one. So give me the nine and a half. I think I'll probably go ahead and, and do that. And then you know, I'll do a couple of prop plays here as well. Uh, maybe maybe that first half under. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. So that, that's my picks there for the Packers and the 49ers. Hopefully my Packers go ahead and pull out a big win. Let's go ahead. Let's jump over to Sunday. We have the Buccaneers at the Lions. Lions minus six and a half. Total 48 and a half. Steve, I'm going to go ahead and throw it to you first. Buccaneers and Lions, what do you think? You know, I'm not sure Detroit should have won that game last week. Um, you know, they were out yarded by nearly 100 yards. They won the YPP. Uh, I'm sorry, the Rams won the YPP 7.7 uh, to 6.1. Uh, and the Rams had out yarded the Lions by nearly 100. So, you know, and watching it, you know, I really felt like the Rams were going to come away with it. Um, I think the Rams are a better team. I don't think, um, you know, I, I, it, it's difficult for me to say because I don't want to insult what Detroit has done. They've done an unbelievable job, but I think Jared Goff um, is a liability for them. And you're going against a team this upcoming week that is going to blitz the heck out of him. And he is not somebody that has uh, performed well against the blitz in his career. 
and you saw what Bowles did last week. I mean, he was nonstop blitzing, blitzing everybody. The whole kitchen sink was in the backfield last week. And if he tries to do the same thing to Jared Goff, I don't know if he's going to be able to stop it. Now, with that being said, I think the Lions are going to be a lot more committed to running the ball. Um, if they can get past that, you know, that eight-man box, what happens then? Are, are they uh, set up for a big play? And they, they kind of have the running backs uh, to do so, to, to, to get those big gains. So, you know, talking out loud here, again, this might be something that you look for an over-longest uh, rush attempt because I think that if you are able to get by that first line of defense, there might not be much on the back end for these running backs here. So, you know, and and with Tampa, you know, were they good last week or was Philly bad? I, I, Tampa six and one in the last seven. Uh, but we we screamed last week about how terrible Philadelphia was, and um, they proved it. And I don't know how much I believe that Tampa Bay is uh, the team of destiny that the, the Baker Mayfield finally found his groove and is going to come out and dominate this weekend. But when I'm looking at six and a half points in a Detroit team that didn't look all that great last week, I think it's a lot of points. I have a very, very strong lean to six and a half. Um, I don't think it's going to get painted to seven in any way, shape or form. But there's been a couple of rogue sevens that have popped up that I grabbed along the way this week. Um, so certainly keep an eye out for that. Um, Bowles is embracing this underdog role. Baker's doing the same thing. But now they're going into Detroit. Detroit. I, I've been I've been so wrong about uh, Tampa this this year. I, I don't have a great feel for him, so I probably should talk, stop talking and listen to you guys and take more notes uh, from what you have to say. All right. Well, let me go ahead and talk since I don't know what I'm talking about either. Um, maybe we can make some sense out of it, Steve. As I was just talking about with the Packers, like last week, they knew that they were winning that game earlier on in that game, and I kind of feel the same way here with the Bucks. I think the Bucks probably you know somewhere in the third quarter there that they realize that as long as they don't screw up, they're probably going to end up winning the game. So I don't think there's a letdown factor here for the Bucks, but I kind of feel like the one team that, that could let down in the playoffs is the Lions. You know, it's the first playoff win that they had in 32 years, and it seemed like a team that was, you know, really celebrating, and, and they, they got that monkey off their back. And I, I have a feeling like, yeah, they have to have a, a big, uh, you know, kind of sigh of relief. And I think the Lions, are, I mean, they have to be happy that they get to play the Buccaneers here. You know, you talked to Steve about was Philly bad or was the or were the Buccaneers good last week? Uh, Philadelphia was bad. But I also think the Buccaneers were bad as well. Even though they won that game as convincingly as they won, they could have absolutely blown the doors off the Eagles last week. They could have put up almost 50 points in that game had they not dropped uh, maybe like five or six passes, probably two of those would have went for a touchdown and a couple of them would have led, you know, from field goals probably to touchdowns as well. I don't know. But I know that the that the Bucks did not play their A game, even though the scoreboard might look like that. I think the Bucks are happy to go ahead and be like, hey, you know what? We beat one of the good teams we played at home. Now we got to go on the road. Uh, a, a very focused effort. But I think, again, you know, I talked last week with the Buccaneers. I said, if the Buccaneers could pick any team right now in the NFC to play, they would probably want Philadelphia or Green Bay. Well, it turned out Green Bay probably not, but Philadelphia turned out to be the, the right team for that team to play. I mean, it was just it was a good a good win. I feel like the Buccaneers right now, if they could pick any team right now left, they would probably go ahead and, and choose the Lions. So I think the Buccaneers come in here um, rather motivated. I'll take the six and a half there, Steve. I still think 
that um, the Buccaneers probably go ahead and play their best game. But I'm with you 100%. Like, he's going to get blitzed. Goff is going to be under a lot of pressure. And Goff's a guy that could kind of sort of maybe look like what Jalen Hurts looked like last week, a quarterback that was just struggling to find uh, any type of rhythm, any type of offense at all. And there are possibilities that Goff could turn the ball over. So I'll take the six and a half with the Bucks. There we use Steve. Let's see if we can make it three for three. Uncle Dave, Bucks, Lions. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with you. I'm, I'm, I'm leery that the line is as high as it is. I mean, as Steve said, there's, I mean, Circus got seven up there right now, and you know what the hell is up with that? I'd almost feel better if it were four and a half, but I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth. You know, I look at this and say, you know, so many things was the perfect storm for Detroit last week and their fans. It was the first playoff game since you were born, sleepy, um, and. It was also Goff against Stafford, so there was that extra motivation with Goff. And, you know, I totally agree with you guys that, that Tampa's going to blitz him. We know he's not very good against the blitz. And I, I think that leads me. I mean, Steve mentioned the running back props. I'm going to look at the running back receiving props over because Detroit knows that Tampa Bay is going to blitz. So they got those design screen passes, and I would look at Gibbs's. Uh, rushing, uh, excuse me, receiving props over, but you know, look at look at Tampa Bay. You know, and, and Steve mentioned the Rams. The Rams could have, would have, should have won that game, and it was a one point game. And how different are on paper now the Rams than Tampa Bay? Well, both teams have weapons on the outside. Um, neither team is tremendous at running the ball. Baker, Stafford, you know, pick a day. Baker has his moments. Baker's a little bit more. Uh, volatile, so, you know, his downside's probably more down than Stafford's would be, but the Tampa Bay defense is is legit. I mean, they've got holdovers from the Super Bowl. They they are better than people think, so I guess what I'm saying here is, I don't, you know, if Tampa Bay were to play the Rams on a neutral field, they'd probably be close to a pick'em, and now you want to give me seven points, so I'm going to have to... Um, reluctantly agree with you guys and take uh, the points with Tampa Bay. And the only reason I say reluctant is we know how well it works out when everybody agrees, uh, typically not. Uh, so I'll throw that caveat out there for anybody that's going to be uh, talked into betting the Lions, I mean the Bucks, because all three of us agree, but all three of us agree. Well, all three of us agreed on the Bucks there last week. Getting all those points there, Uncle Dave. So we were right on that one. Uh, we'll see how that game shakes out. Let's go. Let's go over to the the big game here on the weekend. You got the Chiefs are going to be on the road here at Buffalo. Buffalo right now minus two and a half, total forty five and a half. I'll let you guys talk me out of this one. I think this line should be like Bills minus six, Bills minus seven. So minus two and a half. That's an easy pick for me, but I am worried that this line was Bills minus three. It's now down to two and a half. It just seems too easy to go ahead and take Buffalo. And I think Buffalo, obviously, they're going to have some type of revenge against this Chiefs team, uh, being that, you know, they got knocked away from the Super Bowl by the Chiefs. But I don't know, man. Like, I don't believe in this Chiefs team at all. Didn't believe in them uh, at all last week. I think that there are a lot of things that just, I don't know. This Chiefs team, they remind me very much of the Russell Wilson Seattle Seahawks team where 
um, they get a lot of breaks. Yeah, the quarterback's amazing. You know, and Russell Wilson, when he was on Seahawks back then, beating up on my Packers, uh, he was very good as well. I don't, it just, I feel like Buffalo's playing their best football right now. And the Chiefs are just squeaking by. They're getting lucky. Uh, and I don't want to say lucky. They're playing decent. But, it does, I mean, it, when it's zero degrees or minus 10 degrees and you have a team like Miami coming into your football stadium, like that's like luck of the draw kind of stuff. Um, I don't know. I'll take Buffalo. I'll, I'll lay the two and a half. I was actually – and then now I'm sitting here going, oh, should I – maybe take the money line in this one. So I don't know. Uh, I'm hoping one of you guys can make a case here for the Chiefs or one of you guys actually like the Chiefs because I'd like to hear it. But I don't think these teams are the same. I, I just I just don't. I think outside of Andy Reid, Mahomes, uh, and maybe Kelsey. I mean, Kelsey finally woke up last week. We all liked him over. That was a really good pick for this podcast. Uh, I just don't see a whole hell of a lot from uh, from Kansas City. So, yeah, it, it's the Bills for me, minus the two and a half, maybe even on the money line. Uh, you know, a, kind of a sissy bet there. But I'll go ahead. I'll start out here with you, Uncle Dave. Chiefs, Bills, what do you think? Well, since you want me to take the Chiefs sleepy, I will. How about that? Um, you know, I'm, I'm not sold on Buffalo. I mean, you know, first of all, everybody saw them go ahead and take care of Pittsburgh. But it's Pittsburgh – is Pittsburgh without T.J. Watt. Um, you know, Buffalo had a, a two-day uh, weather delay, so that only helps Kansas City get ready. And, you know, if it wasn't for Canarius' Tony's foot, that this game would be in Kansas City. But I look at, you know, I would agree with you, the Chiefs aren't what they were, but Rashi Rice is coming along really nicely, uh, and that is huge for them. And, I look at who Buffalo played. You know, they beat they beat the Chiefs back in, in you know, week 12 or whatever uh, in Arrowhead, 20-17, to 17, low-scoring game. And they won all these games, but they beat Dallas. Well, we know how impressive that isn't anymore. And they barely beat the Chargers on the road. They struggled with the Patriots. They could have easily lost the game in Miami that they needed to win. So, you know, I, I just don't think they're all that dominant. And, you know, the atmosphere that they played in last week was – you know, electric just because of the the snow and the the hype and the and you know getting to the game and the fans and I'm not saying that won't be electric this week, but you know people will people will point to you know it's Mahomes' first road playoff game. Well, yes, that's true, uh, but it's Mahomes, and you know I don't put anything past him. And you know I guess the bottom line, sleepy, is I think it almost be too easy to take Buffalo, and if you want to give me the defending Super Bowl champions. With three points, I'll take it. So, uh, you know, give me the Chiefs. They've had a couple extra days of rest on top of that. All right. So, Uncle Dave, you know, ahead, maybe take a leap there with the Chiefs. Let's see if Steve does the same. Steve, Chiefs, Bills, what do you got? Yeah, if we were concerned about us being all over Tampa again this week and, you know, obviously on the same side, uh, there's no reason to be concerned here for you, Sleepy. I, I, I'm on KC. Um, I like him plus the three. I, I'm willing to lay the minus 20 that's out there. Um, and it really comes down to mostly what Dave said. So I feel like I'm just reiterating his thought process, but this is a team that has won over and over and over again and has found ways to win in the postseason. And yes, it's Mahomes' first time on the road, but it's not his first time on the road ever. It's just in the playoffs. He hasn't had the opportunity because they have been that good. Uh, 
He now has one of the best defenses, um, probably the best defense he's ever played with. And his offense, you know, is getting the job done. It's not pretty. It's not the Mahomes that we've known in the past. They don't have the playmakers. Uh, Kelsey himself is getting long in the tooth, and I don't think he'll be around too much longer um, after Jason Kelsey has retired. Uh, but for this specific one, I think they have enough horses uh, offensively to keep them in this game or or to win outright. And I think defensively, uh, their defense is going to be able to slow the Buffalo Bills down. I mean, if you look at Buffalo the last uh, second half of the season, you know, they kind of had a revelation and turned their season around. But their su- success isn't really attributed to the offensive side of the ball. They haven't really had a, a, a a reason to do a whole lot. They haven't had this explosion. You know, Stefan Diggs has kind of come back down to earth and is not that explosive receiver uh, that he was earlier in his career. And they don't have anybody that could take the top off of it with the exception of Gabe Davis. And he's probably not even going to play. So, you know, in a game where I don't think there's going to be a lot of explosive plays, because I don't think Casey has those options either. Um, and two teams that I think are very close to one another. And I think the home field advantage is mitigated some because of what happened to Buffalo this past weekend. Casey uh, getting three seems crazy to me. Um, and, you know, obviously there's a flip side of this that you can only lay, you can lay two and a half, uh, a little extra juice. And, and I understand that thought process, but if I'm getting the three, that's the side I want. Um, and I know it's not the typical advantage teaser, but when you have a split line like this, um, I have, I'm probably, I haven't done it yet. I'm probably going to tease it up to 10 here, a seven point teaser. There's two other great options we talked about earlier with Baltimore and San Francisco. So the, that that right there and getting 10 points in a game that I think is going to be lower scoring uh, probably than the, the total even implies um, out and getting Mahomes. And, you know, I guess I should touch a little bit on Josh Allen. He's looked great. He's been awesome. Um, but I, I think he's going to be able to run the ball and, and do things on, on the ground more so than the air against this KC's defense. But Spagnola, man, I, I just think. Josh Allen hasn't found that success in the postseason quite like Mahomes has. Um, And without the weapons that he needs, I really think that this is going to be a a lower scoring affair than most people expect. I think KC plus the points is going to be a great option. I will use it as a teaser leg to get it up to 10 as well. Um, uh, For only four games to have this strong of opinion, um, uh, my best bet on this pod would be the three minus 120. All right. Good stuff there, Steve. I think you you talked me into the under there, Steve. Like the Chiefs defense, and, and I, I have to give them credit for that. Like the Chiefs defense is definitely better than the offense. At least I think so. The defense has played really, really well all year long. And I could see Buffalo, you know, their defense stepping up as well because I don't I don't really respect the Chiefs offense as being as dominant as it once was. So the under could make sense. I guess one of the big reasons why I like the Bills here is because I question myself here with two things. We remember when Buffalo played at home in the cold against Cincinnati. They were supposed to win that game, and they got embarrassed. They got outplayed for four quarters in that game, got knocked out of the playoffs. Uh, It was a crushing defeat for that Buffalo team. I think that that was a hard one to swallow. Also, the loss against Kansas City was, was a hard loss to swallow. And I think one of the things that, and we talk about this a lot in the NBA, um, that sometimes teams just go through the motions and it's just, let's just get to the playoffs. Let's just, you know, let's just get there. Like that, That's really what it's all about. And I wonder if Buffalo did that this year. If they were just, you know, limping through the regular season, waiting to get to the end of the year and, and get into the playoffs and, and show what they're, you know, all about. 
and based on everything that that Steve was talking about, you know, after the bye week for Buffalo, it's been nothing but winning games, and uh, in the playoffs, winning games. So I just wonder if if it was just the end goal is is what they really cared about that they didn't really care about the regular season, and I do think that the uh, the playoff stuff that happened with this team the last couple of years really really fuels them, and I think that. Uh, it was kind of funny last week if you watched the Detroit interview at the end of the game there where Aiden Hutchinson was like, yeah, we, you know, we really wanted Dallas. Teams don't want to just let things slide. This Buffalo team, if they could pick any team out of the AFC to play at home this week, I can almost guarantee it would be the Chiefs. They want to get their revenge. They want to beat this team so they can go ahead and say, you know what, we beat that team. We're better than them. Uh, we thought we were better than them, and we had a you know a lot of things go wrong against us in that one particular game. We know we're the better team, so I think that that Buffalo actually wants the Chiefs here. So that's you know a couple other reasons why I really like Buffalo here. So again, the line's scary. It is scary because I don't I think Buffalo is better than the Chiefs by uh, more than a couple points here. I think maybe like six seven points somewhere in that area. I know that sounds crazy, but I think if the Bills win this game, they they win this one. Uh, by, by close to a touchdown. I, for some reason, I just don't think it's like a one or a two point game. So, oh, uh, we'll see. So that'll wrap up the pod, guys. There's our four divisional round games for Saturday and Sunday. Uh, again, next week, myself, Uncle Dave, Steve, I will go ahead. We'll be back for the AFC NFC Championship game, and then we'll go ahead and we'll do our Super Bowl podcast. And uh, Uncle Dave, uh, we we discussed do going ahead doing our golf podcast. So it looks like Uncle Dave and I are going to go ahead. We're going to kick it off with the Phoenix Open. That's generally when we go ahead and start. Last year we went ahead. We started early. But uh, I have a lot of things on my plate here for work at pregame. So I'm going to need a couple extra weeks. And I'm sure Uncle Dave, you know, he works his ass off every day. He does his podcast uh, pretty much year-round with me. You know, giving him uh, a little bit less on his plate at this time of year uh, will probably be appreciated. So we'll go ahead. We'll wait on the golf podcast till the Phoenix Open. Uh, that is Super Bowl weekend. So should be an interesting week there for myself, Uncle Dave, and Steve. With that said, you guys know where to find us on Twitter, SloopyG underscore pregame, Dave underscore Essler, at AvoidTheVig. Make sure you guys check us out at TheBettingPredators.com and on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck. Enjoy the games. Enjoy the games.